0: This is the Grind It Podcast. We know just like grinding a handrail or across a coping can be challenging at times, so can life be. We share God's word and personal stories to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. So after they they leave the synagogue, they go to Simon Peter's house. His mother-in-law's sick. Uh, She's in bed with a high fever. Um, Just real quick before we move on, I I think that she was to the point of death. And if you read those verses, verses 29, we're not gonna take time to do it, but 29 through 32 uh, or 31, um, because Jesus heals her of of this and she gets up and goes and makes them food. But I think she was like deathly sick. Mm-hmm. I think this is a bad fever, and I I think Peter and Andrew were at home when all this is going on with the demon in the synagogue. If you read those passages, it kind of seems like that they were they were not in the synagogue because Jesus leaves with James and John. It does not mention Peter and Andrew, mm-hmm. but it does mention by name James and John, and they go to Simon and Andrew's home, and that's where you know the mother in laws sick in the bed with this high fever. Uh, and it says in verse 32 that evening after sunset many sick and demon possessed people were brought to Jesus and the whole town gathered at the door to watch so there you can just picture these people peeping inside their doors and the windows and and they're just fascinated by what they see Um, and so Jesus healed many people who were sick with various diseases, and he cast out many demons but because the demons knew who he was He did not allow them to speak, which again shows his authority over these demons. He wouldn't even let them speak.
1: Um,
0: And then, in the very next uh, set of verses, a leper comes into the house to see Jesus. Um, And Jesus does something, and you know, you got all these people gathered around this house, inside the house. And they're watching what's gonna happen next. This is entertainment for them. You know. So they're they're like, Well this is awesome. And you can imagine how how cool it would be to see Jesus healing all these people and watching all these demons being cast out and you know, deaf people being able to hear and mute people being able to speak and you know, they're like, What's gonna happen next? And then in walks a leper. And that's not supposed to happen in and of itself. A leper, they had to live for themselves yeah and quarantine they couldn't be around anybody anything they touched was unclean and if you touched where they had been or whatever they had touched you're considered unclean you have I mean it's a big ordeal you would have to quarantine yourself right. yeah you had to go before the priest and you know be pronounced clean or unclean it sounds
1: kind of like early days of COVID
0: yeah it sounds a lot like that doesn't it?
1: <laughs> unclean unclean
0: I got the C word sorry um uh, and so in verse uh let's see what, verse 41 move with compassion now you got you got a picture this right you got all these people surrounding this house they're looking in windows they're looking in the doors they're watching with intent to see what jesus is going to do and this leper comes in move with compassion jesus this leper had no business being there because of his leprosy he's not supposed to be around people right But never, not one time does anybody say, You're not supposed to be here. (laughs) They didn't kick him out. Uh, they they allowed this guy to go to get to Jesus because they want to see what's gonna happen. And move with compassion. Jesus reaches out and touches the leper. I am willing. He said, Be healed. Because the guy he wanted to be healed. He he was tired of dealing with this disease. And there was no hope for him. But Jesus was his hope. And so Jesus says, I'm willing. Be be healed, be clean. Instantly, not gradually, but instantly, immediately, the leprosy disappeared and the man was healed. And then Jesus sent him on his way with a stern warning. Here it is. Don't tell anyone about this. Instead, go to the priest, let him examine you. Talking about under the Mm -hmm. the old law. They had to go and...
1: Show yourself to the priest, right? Show yourself to the rabbis.
0: And take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you have been cleansed. But obviously the man didn't do that. He went and told everybody what had happened. But Jesus does something here that is a big no-no. He reaches out and touches the leper. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's one of my favorite stories. Because there's there's no telling how long this man has felt human touch.
1: Isolation. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. I mean, think about that. Another example of isolation, cause this man's been living in isolation with other lepers. He's been living in quarantine and nobody could touch him because of his disease or they would be considered unclean. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's probably been years since he's had human interaction. And Jesus knows that. And Jesus reaches out and touches this dude in front of everybody. Can you just imagine the the, the, the gas that came over the room when he mm-hmm. started to reach out to touch the leper? Mm-hmm. And, he, and, he, and he touched this leper. But he didn't heal him when he touched him. He just put his hand on him. The man still had the leprosy when he touched him. He healed him when he says when he spoke to him i am willing he said be healed and then then is when instantly the leprosy disappeared so when jesus reached out this man still had leprosy and everybody in that room knew it but yet jesus being moved by compassion so what what moves us what do we how do we interact with people we're always praying for divine appointments. Damascus Road experiences.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But when God gives us those opportunities, do we take advantage of them? Are we moved with compassion? Do we touch the lepers? Right. Or do we just let those opportunities pass by?
1: Yes. <laughs> yes, and all of them. <laughs> and and I, I say yes because there have been lots of times that I saw people that I knew were hurting and um, I didn't take the time but then there were lots of times after that where I had repented and I was like Lord give me another opportunity and he opened another opportunity sometimes it wasn't with the same person but with some, somebody else in a similar circumstance and, and I was brave enough, bold enough to reach out and and extend the love of God to them, even to people who seemed not desirable or um, whether social outcast or, or physically sick and ailing. Um, you know, and I think if we're all honest, we're all probably in that same place. There have been times when you've, okay, when you've heeded the word of the Lord and you did go talk to somebody or pray with someone, and then there are times when you missed it. Yeah. You're like, dang, I should have done that.
0: Yeah. I think I've told you, y'all this before. And I don't know I've shared it on the podcast before, but uh, I was a meat department manager when I was going, when I, before I started Bible college. And um, I was working one morning, and I promise, just as sure as I'm sitting here, I heard a voice in my head say, I want you to share your faith with this man who comes and strips and wax our floors and busts our floors and sure enough he had a key to our store so here he comes in I'm cleaning my meat case it's just me and him there and he comes straight back to me and I said here we go and I locked up I got scared I was breaking out in the hot sweats and I locked up I didn't do it I didn't share my faith but he shared his faith with me and uh he was a, a Jehovah's Witness I believe it was or Mormon maybe it's Jehovah's Witness. And he shared his faith with me, and I didn't share mine with him. And um, and we talked and talked, and he's always telling these clean jokes, and so he was joking around a little bit. So I had plenty of time, and it was just me and him. And I didn't do it. I locked up. I got scared. And that was almost a weekend. That weekend, it rained, and he was driving 60, 65 miles an hour down the highway. And I had a collision and died. And I didn't share my faith with him. It killed me. It, it haunts me to this day, and that was. I graduated Bible College in two thousand and yeah, one, two thousand one. So it had been, it had been twenty three years ago, and I've never forgotten it. And immediately, immediately after I found that news out, it shook me to the core, and I started going. I mean, immediately I was going to people that I knew were who needed jesus Mm -hmm. and i was sharing the gospels left and right with people and every ever since then i don't think i've missed an opportunity if god said do this then i'm doing it all it took was that one time but it shook me to the core and that man died and and god said share your faith with that guy and i didn't do it and he died just a couple of days later That that rocked my world, man. That rocked my world.
1: A sobering reality. Right. Sometimes God gives us those
0: opportunities. But Think think of the people out there who need Jesus. Who need compassion. You remember when... I know you don't because you're too young. But you remember when the AIDS came to be a thing? And it first came out. And everybody was afraid to touch anybody or whatever and you know you have these people dying of AIDS they're in the hospital so the nurses would fill up gloves with water and you know they'd put the glove up on the, the person's body and, and just so they could feel because they you, nobody would touch them mm-hmm. because of the AIDS and so they, they you know these people are sitting there dying mm-hmm. and, and nobody would touch them so they would make these gloves so they would just Think that they were being touched as they were, you know, dying because you know they were—they just that was their desire was to have a human touch. And there's just something about a human's touch
1: that that brings comfort, that brings healing. That yeah, brings, yeah,
0: yeah, and and but and that was their that was their last dying request. Would you just please touch me? But the nurses wouldn't do it because, you know, their they age was so new and it was so scary and it was spreading like crazy. And so they, you know, they, they couldn't do it. Yeah. And, and there's people out there outside of our, you know, our, our churches who just, they desire not necessarily human touch, but like on my old route in, in East Knoxville, it was just full of homeless people and drug addicts and prostitutes. And that's the people I, I just get gung-ho about. I go love on those people. I feed them with my little debbies And they they got, I mean, I got over, you know, when I was on that route for three or four years, they got to know me. They knew my name. They would they were looking for me. When I when I show up at the store, they'd be there waiting for me because they knew not only did I have food, but they knew that I cared about them. Because I would literally sit with them for a few minutes and just hang out. Never condemning, never ever condemning. Always accepting, always loving, and just—I would love for them to tell me their story and what they, you know, what they've been dealing with. And and it's just so interesting to hear their stories. But mm-hmm. how many of us take the time to do that? That's what we're supposed to do. Right. Jesus was moved with compassion.
1: Yeah. Sing sound the lost generation
0: to be found. All you grounded podcast listeners, I know you enjoy some good music, but I want to tell you about some awesome music. Now, my friend Mary Gamboa, she's also the worship leader at the church where I worship, called Authentic Church here in Alcoa, Tennessee. We'd love to invite you to come out and check us out sometime when you get a chance. Start at 10 a.m., and we're on Lindsay Street here in Alcoa. Mary has produced a new album called Jealous. And you can check that out anywhere music is being streamed. But you can also check it out at MaryGamboaMusic.com. That's Mary G A M B O A Music.com. Go check that out. Have to take time for people. It's easy to go sit in our church services and get down with the worship team and you know rock it out for a, a little bit and listen to a good sermon and be challenged. But if we're not put it to use, what good is it doing?
1: Right. Don't be hearers only, but yeah. doers of the word.
0: We're to be salt and light. But the, but to be salt and light, man. I mean, you seen that episode of The Chosen where? Um, the, they never show jesus the whole episode and his disciples are just complaining about everything and then at the very end jesus just comes walking through the crowd of the disciples and he goes and he says i'm just going to bed and am out and he's just like dirty and nasty and yeah, bloody you mentioned that. yeah because he's been he's been doing he's this ministering to people ministering to people yeah. all day long he's wore out he's just nasty it, i used to have when i was preaching it uh louisville christian I had a sign on a bulletin board you first walked in That's what you saw and it said Paul's P-A-W-S Plant and watering seed and it had a flower pot and a shovel and it says get your hands dirty mm-hmm. and the question is are we willing to get our hands dirty because a lot of people don't want to get dirty right. they want the cleanliness they want the blessings of God but they don't want to do the work Got to get our hands dirty. There's people out there who need just a touch, mm-hmm. who need our time, who need our our resources. I mean, like you and I know y'all would never say this, but like just like last Sunday it was Sunday before last, you guys went and saw Juanita, a little old lady that you know our our church, Authentic Church, three twenty two Lindsay, uh, Lindsay Street in Alcoa, ten a.m. Come see us. Um, but uh, we did a community outreach and, you know, we just go around cleaning up yards and, and mowing yards, pulling weeds for people, things like that. Is is we just go around asking if there's anything we could do. For, you know, and then our little group meets this little lady, Juanita, and, you know, we cleaned up her yard, pulled weeds, she made us sweet tea, you know, delicious. Next thing you know, she shows up for a service, and then now, and she showed up for a worship practice, and then she showed up for another service. Then she brought her boyfriend, you know, and so, and then she brought her son. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, from that one thing, we've had three, three visitors show up from that. And it just keeps growing and growing and growing. But was it last Sunday, Sunday before last, you two go and and see her again. Mm -hmm. And and y'all have made constant visits to this lady, like several times. Why? Why would y'all do that? Compassion. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And it's as simple as that compassion. But because y'all poured into this woman, Shelby and Mary, um, we're seeing fruit from that. Yeah. But that's what it takes. It's showing compassion. Yeah. Taking time to pour into people's lives. I mean that's all Jesus did. It's not rocket science. How can I get my church to grow? You know, you got this step, this step, this step, this step, this step. No. It's as simple as taking time for people and showing them compassion. Showing them some grace and showing them mercy.
1: Right. Lord, help us to do that.
0: Well, why don't you pray for that? Pray, just pray and willing to fight this. Unless you got anything you want to add.
1: Thank you, Father. That you say, Greater is He who is on the inside of us than the one who is in the world. Thank you, Jesus. You have free reign on the inside of us as believers. So I pray that we won't keep that to ourselves, but that we will rightly appropriate the power and the authority that you've given us. That we like you, we will we will cast out demons and we will lay our hands on the sick and see them be healed. Father, thank you that you tell us these things are available to us. So help us to have boldness to walk in them. Thank you for giving us um, wisdom and, and even sight to see people who need your compassion, who need your touch, who need healing from you. Give us courage to reach out, ask them how we can pray for them to spend a few minutes just hearing their stories and ministering to them listening, giving a hug, giving a handshake um, or providing food these are the things that you desire for us to do as a demonstration of our relationship with you So, Father, find us faithful to be doers of this word and not hearers only. We ask not just for those gathered around this table, but for all of the body of Christ. That there would be random acts of kindness poured out everywhere. You said that people would know that we are believers by the love that we have for each other but let that not be confined to inside the four walls of the church. Let it be contagious outside of the walls. God, we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Keep wrapping. Thanks for listening to The Grinded Podcast. If we could pray for you or encourage you in any way, please email us at thegrindedpodcast@gmail.com gmail.com or you can text us at 865-418-2824. If you're watching on YouTube, please click like and subscribe and you'll be notified about new episodes. If you're listening on an app, leave us a five-star review, but most importantly, share The Grinded Podcast with a friend. God bless you and remember, keep grinding.